Hello, everybody. Ooh. Take two. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hank Radio. Uh, and today we got some great songs for you. I'm here once again with um, Chuck. Hello. And I think we might have another guest joining later. I don't know for sure, but you I'm never know. Yeah. It's live. Anything can happen. Yeah, like uh, anything could happen. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But um, next up, we got, uh, what was the name? <laughs> I don't know. Not showing on my papers. <laughs> so uh, this one, I know it's by Duke Ellington, but I don't know exactly what it's called. <laughs> I will tell you after the song. Here we go. Great way to start the show. <laughs> That was, I think that was quite good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was Birmingham Breakdown. Breakdown with Duke Ellington and his orchestra. Uh, you got anything to say about that, Chuck? Edward Kennedy Ellington, also known as Duke Ellington, born 1899 um, in Washington D.C. He actually 
his birthday was April 29th, so next week would have been Duke's birthday. Um, but he had another nickname besides Duke. Um, Duke used to like to go on um, like eating binges. He'd get a hanker in for a specific kind of food, and he'd eat and eat and eat, he'd put on a little bit of weight, and uh, his bandmates would call him Dumpy. <laughs> so Duke, a.k.a. Dumpy Ellington, um, his father worked as a butler in the White House during the Warren G. Harding administration, um, since he was, you know, from Washington, D.C. And then Duke was invited uh, to the White House to play by Richard Nixon um, in 1969 on Duke Ellington's birthday. So, uh, yeah, kind of a neat little full circle thing in uh, Duke Ellington's life. And that's, uh, that's all I got for this one. Yeah. But, but how have you been lately, Hank? I've been pretty good. How about yourself? Doing well, staying busy. Yeah, same, yeah. Watching some baseball. You know what we did get to do today, though? We got to eat ice cream. We went, we got, we went to Kilwin's uh, Ice Cream in St. Joe, and we got some uh, waffle cones, and it was great. Yeah, it was awesome. I haven't had a ice cream from Kilwin's in a while. It's, it's always it's the some of the best ice cream. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's also just a really beautiful day outside. Yeah, it turned sunny. Turned sunny for us towards the end of the day here, and it's, it's looking good. Looks like it's going to be a nice weekend, too. Yeah. Yeah, let's just hope it doesn't rain. There you go. Fingers crossed. Yep. Well, anywho, next up we got Weary Blues with Johnny Dodds. Pronounced Dots. Dots, okay.
Well, that was a great one, I think. Uh, that was really uh, jumping, I'd say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, by uh, Johnny Dots. Johnny Dots. Johnny Dots and his black bottom stompers. Johnny Dots, originally from Mississippi, uh, moved to New Orleans when he was young. Um, and then, uh, born in 1892, but then moved up to Chicago in the 1920s to uh, kind of uh, begin his career as a musician. And that's where he first recorded with Joe King Oliver. And from there, he recorded with Louis Armstrong. He also played with Jelly Roll Morton. So uh, everybody across that spectrum um, back then. Um, he was noted for his uh, professionalism, which is kind of a, a unique trait, I think, back then for some of these um, jazz uh, band leaders, um, and his heavy blues-laden style. Um, and he had a major influence on musicians like Benny Goodman. Um, Dots died in Chicago in 1940 of a heart attack. Whoa. So, yeah. But we'll also hear... I'm going to put the death in in the episode. I always have to. Um, we'll hear from actually uh, his brother um, later on in the show, who was a drummer uh, in one oh. of these bands. So, yeah. Cool. Well, um... Thank you for the facts. I, uh, next up, we got uh, one from Jelly Roll Morton. Just sp t speaking about um, professionalism. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> right, exactly. The jazz. The opposite of yeah. old Jelly Roll. So uh, here is, I think, Beale Street Blues with Jelly Roll Morton and his Red Hot Peppers. Red Hot Can't Peppers. forget it.
Well, folks, wasn't that a great song, I'd say, by Jelly Roll, old Jelly Roll Morton. Old Jelly Roll. Beale Street Blues, originally written by W.C. Handy in 1917. Uh, William Christopher Handy um, was an American composer and musician who referred to himself as the father of the blues. Um, Handy was an academic and a musician. He traveled all around the country, um, and especially in the Deep South, to kind of um, understand the type of music they were playing down there. Um, and uh, he did not create the blues genre, but he was the first to publish music in the blues form. Um, and so he took it from that regional Delta blues um, that you only heard, you know, down in Mississippi, uh, New Orleans area, and uh, brought it up to Chicago, New York, etc. Um, and so he was really, really um, influential on bringing um, blues to the masses and then ultimately helping people like Jelly Roll or Louis Armstrong um, and all those other people gain popularity. And funny story... Beale Street was actually called Beale Avenue in Memphis until this song came out. And the song became so popular that they changed the name from Beale Avenue to Beale Street. Wow. So there you go. The power of music and the power of the blues. Yeah. The wow. The power yeah. of music. Wow. I will have to look for that next time we're in Memphis. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we were on Beale Street last time we were down there. Oh, we were? Yeah. Yeah. That's where Jerry the King Lawler's restaurant is. Oh, we would have been on Beale Avenue, though, yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, oh, whoa, what's this? Oh, that's not That's right, we got the, uh, the, the, um, uh, the, yeah, by Kitty Flowers, and also, and also we have the, what was it, movie night, but look, the segment where you, not advertise, but, um, talk about different stuff what what is uh, what I am know. i thinking of I we're gonna pause here for uh, station identification you are listening to hank radio here on the retro strange radio network what is it called, is it called man? so we're just gonna take a moment here and um remind you that tomorrow night is movie night on retrostrange.com um you can find out more information um, online at RetroStrange.com. You can also follow RetroStrange on Facebook and wherever else you find the social medias. Um, tomorrow's, night, mo tomorrow's movie night is a corpse comedy cavalcade. Um, there will be One Body Too Many, a 1944 uh, film, The Missing Corpse, um, 1945, and The Midnight Manhunt, three feature films al along with common theme missing bodies so come join us for a good time with the murder and various other crimes Ooh, i'm excited to see what the various other crimes are would it be an ad spot but they're not paying no this is just a, a strictly information session right now <laughs> but what's the word for it oh i don't know i don't i think you're thinking too hard about it so tomorrow night it starts uh 5 30 pacific 8 30 eastern retrostrange.com movie night it's all about the corpses, baby. About <laughs> the corpses. Well, anywho, uh, yeah, thank you to Retro Strange, and thanks to uh, everyone at Retro Strange. Uh, you know, <laughs> all of them. All of them. Every everybody. Yeah. Yes, all of the many, many, many people there. Yes. Um, but anyhow, next up we got Ain't Misbehaving with Bobby Hackett and his orchestra. Hope you enjoy.
promo segment. That it was a promo segment. That's what it's called. Okay. Very good. Okay. Anywho, that was uh, "Ain't Misbehaving" by Bobby Haggett and his orchestra. Sorry, I was just, you know, I was trying to think of that earlier. It's very good. <laughs> uh, Bobby Hackett uh, played trumpet, cornet, guitar, um, and many other instruments. Uh, he played with Glenn Miller and Benny Goodman, among other people. And he was hired by Jackie Gleason in the 1950s as a cornet soloist uh, for seven of Gleason's mood music albums. Um, so mu- mood music at the time was what we would refer to, refer to as probably easy listening um, as now just kind of some smooth jazz, middle of the radio stuff. Jackie Gleason released seven of those albums. All seven were certified gold, I think. And uh, Bobby Hackett played on all of them. Um, and he died in 1986 of, you guessed it, a heart attack. Why do all of them die of heart attacks? I guess, I don't know. This is the popular thing to do, trendy. 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 So if you love listening to jazz music and hearing about people dying of heart attacks, be sure to um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to Hank Radio. You can also head to RetroStrange.com and listen to it. Um, and then you can go to, you can join the Retro Strange Patreon and get a uh, high-quality version of this um, available before anybody else has the opportunity to listen to it. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, after this next song, I got a joke for all you guys. So I hope about you. Heart no, but it's not about heart attacks. No, but it can't be that funny. Oh. Uh, <laughs> right the audience is sad. Yeah, the next one is singing the blues with Frankie Trumbauer. Trumbauer and his orchestra. Hope you all enjoy. Thank you. 
That was Singing the Blues with Frank Trumbauer. Trumbauer and his orchestra. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome very much. Frank Trumbauer. He played the C melody saxophone, which nobody plays anymore. Um, it was It's a saxophone that's kind of in between the altar and tenor sax in both also. size and pitch. That's what I meant. Um, he also played alto sax, uh, he played the bassoon, the clarinet, and many other instruments. Uh, the song Singing the Blues was originally recorded by the original Dixieland Jazz Band in 1920. And then Trumbauer, um, Bix, uh, Betterbeek, and uh, Eddie Long recorded the version that you just heard, um, which was a jazz standard uh, for many years. This, this song came out in the 20s, this version. Um, and it was remained in print throughout, um, even beyond World War II. Um, you could buy it uh, on record. And Trumbauer died in 1956 of, say it with me, heart attack. Heart a heart attack. attack. Yes, he sure did. <laughs> all right, I, that's all I got. Yep. Well, anyway, this isn't a heart attack joke, but I think it's still a good one. I got a few of them for you, real okay. quick. Got, okay. What did the, uh, what did the, <laughs> Have you heard the joke about the construction site? Uh, I have not. It's not finished yet. You got one for me? I got one for Um, Jeez. Uh, you put, really put me on the spot here. I have to come up with a dad joke. Dad joke right now. Dad joke right now. Right here right now. Right here right now. Um, a lot of air. A lot of pressure. I, I Why wasn't the square invited to be part of King Arthur's court? Why? Because he didn't want to sit at the round table. <laughs> Boo! No. Good one. Good one. That's actually, I, I wouldn't even have thought of that one. Okay, I got one more for you guys. What the bugs say to the windshield? Hey, that's me all over. Yeah, that's. Hey, wait a minute!
That was Indiana Stomp with the original Memphis Five. The only bad part about it is Indiana. Yeah, that's. Uh, I believe that song was also um, the original Memphis Five released that under the name the original Indiana Five. So I yeah. think they kind of changed their name at will. Um, the original Memphis Five, an early jazz quintet founded in 1917 by trumpeter Phil Napoleon uh, and pianist Frank Signorelli. Um, the group made many recordings uh, between 1921 and 1931, sometimes under different names, including Lads, Black Aces, and the Cotton Pickers. Uh, oh, I know the Cotton Pickers. There you go. Um, the Penguin Guide to Jazz, which helps me out quite a bit when I do research for this stuff, refers to the group as one of the key small groups of the 20s. So there you go. The original Memphis Five. Yeah, well, every time I hear those names like original, it makes me think of the old cartoon, The Real Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, The Real Ghostbusters. Is, we're, we're the original guys. Yeah. Even though there's probably like five this other groups named. This is the original Hank Radio. This is the original. There's no other Hank Radios that have existed or will exist in the future. In fact, there's no one else named Henry in the world. No. Uh, the studio audience pointed out there's no one else named Henry except the for The original me. Henry. I am the original Henry. Um, so, yeah, the, thanks to our studio audience for clarifying that for us. But, yeah, uh, we got our last song coming up next, which is Red Hot Pepper with Jelly Roll Morton and his Red, Red Hot, Hot Peppers. Pepper. There you go. I hope you all enjoy, and I'll talk to you one last time after this song.
Well, folks, it's been a great time at Hank Radio so far. Uh, do you got any uh, facts about this last song, Chuck? Sure do. So well, that was Morton. old Jelly Roll Morton and his red hot peppers. Uh, so Johnny Dot's brother, uh, Warren Baby Dots, uh, played drums for Jelly Roll. Um, and Johnny would also play uh, with Jelly Roll from time to time. But in his uh, autobiography, uh, The Baby Dot Story, uh, Warren tells of making his first drum set. He says, I took a lard can and put holes in the bottom and turned it over and took nails and put holes around the top. Then I took some rungs out of my mother's chair and made drumsticks out of them. And then by the time he was 16, he was actually able to afford uh, his very first drum set. Um, but one thing that was unique about uh, the Red Hot Peppers and the way that Jelly Roll approached um, his music was how often they would rehearse. So, and you can really, that comes across, I think, in the sound of Jelly Roll's songs compared to some of the other. Um, there's some improvisational stuff, but there's a specific spot where you can be improvisational, right? Yeah. The way they, they were so tight and they practiced so often, um, it comes across as a, a little cleaner, more maybe timeless sound than some of the other people from that era. Yeah, it definitely, Jelly Roll Morton is generally the kind of jazz you think of when you think of 20s yeah, jazz. Absolutely. It's like probably one of his songs might pop in your head. Yep. If you know about that stuff, I know a lot of people don't even know it, right. a single song from that time. But uh, yeah, I hope you all have enjoyed Hank Radio. Thanks, Chuck, for being here. Uh, make sure to catch Retro Strange Movie Night. Uh, uh, listen to Hank uh, Radio on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and uh, oh, uh, Patreon. Hold on one second. We have a special guest. Why don't you say hi? Oh. Hey, guys. Oh, and we're out of time. Thank oh, you yeah. for our special oh, guest, you. Liam, for joining oh. us. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, I wrote out that down on my hand so I wouldn't forget. I'll see you all next time. I hope you enjoyed Hank Radio. And I hope you have a, a spectacular day. Right a on. A jazzy day. A jazz-tastic jizzer. <laughs> Woo!